1: that work did that make a sound uh, but do to being bound oh hi guys how you doing good to see you we're all here everything's fine hi hello
0: everyone hey hey Bye.
1: all right then we did it we did it we made it to another <laughs> wolf den podcast how you doing well i'm drinking a dirty macho
0: so does that mean there's alcohol in it no huh then what makes it dirty? Because that usually means all the beans spilled on the floor. Oh, no, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know how coffee works. It's
1: just uh, a a regular old latte. Okay, but I put matcha powder in the milk and a little bit of vanilla because matcha doesn't taste that good by itself. <laughs> put a little vanilla in it. Cuts the grassy taste. Yeah. Anyway, how you guys doing? You're quiet. You are quiet.
0: Which, how about that? Which one? This raise, one or that one?
1: Raise the volume. I see we're in the red. Okay, we are not quiet. <laughs> um. Anyway, how you doing, guys? Good to see you. Uh, we got a lot of things to talk about today. <laughs>
0: Did you just like?
1: Oh, so many. What things. was that? <laughs> that was just my average, normal speaking voice. Well. <laughs> Got a lot of things to talk about today. Big, big time news is Nintendo is is doing their thing, where they just
0: exercise they, just like, their
1: copyright to an insane level.
0: They're just reminding people that you know they are the authority, and you will bow to them whether you like it or not.
1: Uh, Wolf Dan oh that's Will Wolf. Damn it. Yes. Hey, Wolf Bros, pour one out for MTV News. Rip. MTV News is dead now. They just killed it. I am amazed. It's around. It was around. This it was
0: very long. But they, I just read that they decided. You know what? We need to save money. MTV News. Goodbye.
1: I got a text about that because our friend Jerry (laughs) works for uh, Viacom. I guess it's Comedy Central and MTV. Um, and he was fearing for his life. Yeah, that's because six thousand people got laid off. Yeah, and. He also the first thing he said was MTV News got got laid off, and then he yeah. said six thousand people. I was like,
0: six thousand people worked for MTV News. I mean, I'm sure that wasn't that many people there, but no. I mean, across all of uh, Viacom, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, and that's
1: just it's
0: it's going to keep happening. It's yeah. been happening all these uh all. I mean, well, it's, it's been it's... happening in tech, yeah, it's... and now it's happening a lot in media. Mostly because the writers are striking and nobody knows what to do. You know, God forbid they pay writers.
1: (laughs) Yes. Hey, uh, Will Wolf, damn it. Thanks for the Prime sub.
0: Yeah, that was supposed to be a part of my Prime sub message, but I don't know how Twitch works. Uh, I understand.
1: I understand. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, no. uh, 6,000 people did not work for MTV. Sleeping Toads TV, thanks for the 23 months. Hello. How you doing? uh tone says hi have you ever thought of making a video about switch cfw that's the is that the android hack because i i did do that a long time ago and i did not have a good time with it and i don't want to ever experience that, <laughs> that
0: again. does that switch still even work yeah
1: Okay. no it, it can work as a vanilla switch too okay. it turns on normally but if you put the little side loader thing in yeah. it, it it boots android and android is horrible on there oh so I it's imagine, really yeah. really bad there's a linux thing mm-hmm. uh and that's supposedly better i haven't i haven't touched it yeah uh jazim thank you for the eight months i appreciate it is that a Parabook book pro yeah i forgot i did this uh, i put a little pair logo Yeah. for for a video and i just never took it off Um, CFW is just an acronym for Custom Farmer. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did the Android one. I didn't do anything else. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about, uh, Nintendo DMCAing everybody because Mm -hmm. of, uh, because of, uh, Zelda. And, uh, we also got to talk about Video Game Hall of Fame. Oh, we talk about that every time.
0: Yeah. So, we got new nominees this year, and they may surprise you. Phil Spencer
1: admitted that Xbox is, is bad. Is it,
0: is (laughs) not... I had to explain because, like, my boss at work, uh, my my one boss is a PlayStation guy. My other boss is an Xbox guy. Ooh, and every day they they box. Yeah, and I'm over here in the middle, like Switch. Uh, <laughs> I had to explain to him the Phil Spencer podcast, and he was like shocked. Mm. He's like, "What am I going to do with my $500 machine now?" <laughs> and my game subscription. Did you listen to it? Yeah. All right, well, it was, we'll, I was we'll listening to him mowing the lawn. It was very sad. It was.
1: It was crazy yeah. it, it i was not expecting it to be yeah. as candid as it was uh sony shuts down pixel studios uh spider-man remastered space world gamecube prototype oh god yeah. and some other and other crap oh, we gotta bring the switch sales we gotta bring that oh up. yeah bring that nintendo had like. a marketing uh call uh yesterday yes and whenever they have an earnings call we get news to talk about yeah so we will talk about that right after we're done talking about Nintendo going after Switch emulation. Yeah, Because it's Tears of the Kingdom. This is just the one of a couple of DMCA's yes.
0: that we're going to see. Or, 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 or copyright takedowns, yes. I, should, I should say. Perhaps, woken by news of its next premiere first-party title already looking really impressive on emulators, Nintendo has moved to take down key tools for emulating and unlocking Switch consoles, including one that lets Switch owners grab keys, from their own device. Uh, Simon Ahrens maintained a forked repository of Lockpick, a tool along with Lockpick uh, underscore RCM, that grabbed the encryption keys from a Nintendo Switch and allowed it to run officially licensed games. Ahrens tweeted on Thursday night that Nintendo had issued a DMCA takedown request uh, to GitHub asking Lockpick, Lockpick, uh, RCM, and nearly 80 forks and uh deviations to be taken down under Section 1201 of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which largely makes illegal, which largely makes illegal the circumvention of technology protection measures that safeguard copyright and material. Nintendo's takedown requests, RTF files. Um, Oh, there's an RTF file to the takedown request. I, I got it. Nintendo's takedown request notes that the Switch contains multiple technology protection measures that allow the Switch to play only legitimate Nintendo video game files. Lockpick tools combined with a modified Switch let users grab the uh, cryptographic keys from their own Switch and use them on systems without Nintendo's console TPMs to play pirated versions of Nintendo copyrighted protected game software. GitHub typically allows repositories with DMCA strikes filed against them to remain open Uh, while their maintainers argue their case. Still, it was an effective move seeing Nintendo move on Lockpick, a popular Switch emulator on Android, um, and Skyline called it quits over the weekend, at least as a public-facing tool you can easily download to your phone. In a Discord post, uh, the developer Mark wrote that the risk associated with potential legal cases are too high for us to ignore, and we cannot continue uh, knowing that and we cannot continue knowing that we may be in violation of copyright law. Uh, prior to Nintendo's DMCA request, Skyline's team had believed that they that using keys from your own Switch console to to emulate games you legally purchased was legal. Skyline remains as one of Skyline remains as an open source project, though the core team will not update or otherwise work uh, on it as of Sunday. Other popular Switch emulators for PC. Uh, Yuzu and Ryujinx remain online with the Ryujinx team issuing a statement on their Discord that they would not be shutting down, according to news reports.
1: So, I've used Skyline, and this is pretty sad because they were like the one to use for Android. Right. Uh, And there's a lot of great, uh, really powerful Android emulators popping up now, and they're able to run Switch games. So, I tried it on the Razer Edge, and it was shockingly... Uh, uh easy to use and 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 worked very well uh it's a weird sort of area that i don't like to talk too much about yeah because uh why is nade shot on a adobe creative cloud ad <laughs> uh that's, that's interesting why not what is, what is he what does he do with creative anyway um yeah, it w- it was just a great emulator. Uh, it It's a little bit of a weird gray area that I don't like to talk about too much like right. in my videos when I review like Android emulation and stuff because a lot of the games that run best on Android because the Android devices just aren't that powerful. a lot of the games that run best are indie games, right. and you're just promoting pirating indie yeah. games. So like i think I don't think there's anything wrong with emulating switch stuff if mm-hmm. you own it. But right now, Switch games are easily accessible. You can just go buy them for a right. Switch. It's it feels a lot different than like Game Boy Advance emulation. Like you can't play Sonic Ad- Advance anywhere, yeah. uh, stuff like that. So, uh, I still is like a weird moral conundrum for me. But I am still disappointed that Skyline was taken down, even though it's like a little weird to emulate Switch games because they're all available yeah. right now. It's nice to have all of this stuff around because when switch inevitably does uh cut the servers or whatever Mm. uh everything will be set up and ready to go yeah
0: the games will be there and even if you know and we'll be able to run great yeah yeah and you know even if you have even if like nintendo does keep the switch servers online for a while you know, say you don't have access to your Switch, you can still play these games like on your laptop, or yeah. on your phone. Like there, there are ways for you to play the games that you bought.
1: Yeah, and Lockpick was a way for you to use your own games that you own to take the keys from the the, the cartridge that you own, the, your yeah. own console. Take take the keys from each game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, the way to. Play your own games instead of downloading them off of the internet. Instead of pirating the games, you would use this tool to play the games that you own. So, nin- by Nintendo DMCAing Lockpick, mm-hmm. they essentially forced people to—they're—they're they're forcing pirates to pirate. Yeah, basically. So, so the 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 modders or the piraters who were doing things, you know, within their own legal grounds are now being forced to pirate if they want to play these games on mm-hmm. devices that aren't on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So that's great. That's insane. Yeah. That sounds insane. But like I keep saying, doing something like this, like playing your Zelda game on a computer, if it's your game that you own, that should be covered under something like the right to repair. Yeah. Uh, which I guess doesn't have enough legal standing yet.
0: Well, I know, like when it comes to other media, like with music and movies, like if you rip your CD to your computer, you can do that. Yeah, like it, and I can rip my DVDs and Blu-rays to my computer. Yeah, and I can like play, put them on a Plex server, or like load them in iTunes. I like, can can do things like yeah, that. yeah. So
1: why can't there, you do that with the video? There's game.
0: no way to do that with video games, you know. And I know like movies. You know, movie studios and the recording industry have tried to implement their own, uh, not DMCA, uh, what's it called? It's copy protection. Yeah. Uh, oh, DRM. DRM, yeah. They tried to put their own DRM in, like, CDs and DVDs, but those all fail. Right. And so, at a certain point, they're just like, fuck it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, Well. also, too, they, they realized early on that, like, digital is the way to go so they'll put their stuff on like iTunes and Amazon and yeah. like, Voodoo and just give people access to the movies, you know, rather than you know, fight the fight that they were losing.
1: In the case of video games, these games are on proprietary consoles. Like yes. like if you want a Nintendo game, you need a Nintendo console right. and if you want a PlayStation game, you need a PlayStation console. So that's what they're trying to keep you know they're trying to mm-hmm. they're trying to maintain that walled garden situation yeah uh there are ways to rip the cartridge yes and make a digital library mm-hmm. i have a video on how to do it for old shit uh i have a little thing a little thing yeah. that's big you put a cartridge in and it just dumps everything onto an sd card it's awesome um nintendo would argue that that's illegal because you're supposed to play nintendo games on their consoles right even though i bought the fucking thing i should be able to do whatever the hell i want with it yeah i'm interested in the digital millennium copyright act now because uh this uh this completely goes against the right to repair yeah because i bought the fucking thing yeah I should be able to do what well, I want. Well,
0: the Digital Millennium Copyright Act and the right to repair are like two separate things.
1: But that's this is what they're exercising for the DMCA of lockpick.
0: Right. Yeah. But the DMCA was mostly just created to, uh to protect. This is around the time Napster came out. Right. And like, you know, it was designed to protect entertainment media. Mm-hmm. Right to repair is mostly about, you know, making sure you have the ability to you have access to fix your devices and not just going to the manufacturer all the time. Right. No, I I understand. Yeah.
1: But I should under the right to repair, I should have the ability to back up all of the things that I have. Right. I have a huge library of Nintendo games. I don't know. Why can't I back up that huge library of games? Maybe I spill water on my cartridge.
0: Right. But I I don't know if that's technically, I don't know if that would technically classify as right to repair. It's, It's more about, because I I don't think they classify media under that. Software. 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 Well, software, but also like, you know, movies
1: and music too. Right. So part of what I think, well, I'm talking about this because we had a whole conversation about uh, uh, modding games. Right. And I think that should absolutely be covered under the right to repair because it's your game. Mm -hmm. If you're not selling it or, or, or breaking the copyright in any way you should be able to modify your game. Yeah. Do whatever the hell you want with it, because it's your game. Mm-hmm. You know, you paid for the software. Let me finagle it. Um, and they're arguing that uh this breaks the Digital Millennium yeah. Copyright Act. In this case it's because Lockpick can be used to illegally circumvent copyright protection. Right. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Like uh you can use lockpick to get your key off of your cartridge and then distribute that key. Yeah. Uh, and then other people can use that in their own emulators. Um, that's just kind of an unfortunate side effect to being able to back up all of your stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how this would be argued in, in court. Like, I don't know how to tell a court like, Hey, uh people just want to back up their games. Yeah. They're not trying to distribute it and and they're being punished for it.
0: Well, uh, there are those uh court cases from back in the day against Sony that
1: Kjack literally just Yeah. I always I always at. forget
0: Connectix. Yeah, That's one of them. And yes. there's then there's then the Bleem one. Yeah. Then but, yeah, So those uh, set the precedent that uh f- having uh digital backups of games that you purchased is legal. Right. Well, yeah.
1: No, th- those set the precedent to having a digital backup of the BIOS file of
0: the of the of the fucking system. Well, that's that's what the case was about, but they right. use that as precedent to in turn say that right. digital backups of the games that you own, right, is legal. Right. Because you bought the game, you can do with it what you will. The problem is Sony, and Nintendo, and Microsoft—they have the money and the resources and the lawyers to say, "Well, you're just doing this so that you can, yeah, you know, spread this around for piracy."
1: That's what I'm getting at—is that yeah. these big companies have the money for all of these lawyers, yeah? And there's nobody who can stand up for that, and there's nobody who can fight for, you know, all of these modders and right. people who just want to play the game on whatever yeah. they they want There's 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 no like h3h3 H3 stood up for uh copy yeah. for, for for dmca claims against youtubers because mm-hmm. they had the money to do it and yeah. they won and they tried to make that like a case law but it was a huge pain in the ass for them they spent a lot of money on it there's nothing like that for uh video games right and I don't see a way to make a plan for that, you know, like, because I just don't, the more I'm, I've been looking into this in the past few weeks, the more I'm seeing that the law just does not understand. Oh yeah. Video games and software. Never has. Probably
0: won't for a long time. So
1: they're just taking the word of big corporations and it's to our detriment. And yeah, it's, it's very scary to see all of this unfold. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, I, I talk about, I've been talking about this a lot and I talked about it in the next Nintendo podcast too. You were there. I was there. <laughs> you was you there. were watching. You weren't in this episode. You hear but, me
0: say, uh, the Star Wars movie, Gary Witta wrote. Yes, that's true.
1: Uh, we, uh, we talk about more about the point crow situation, uh, yeah. how he got, uh, Taken, he got some a bunch of his videos taken down by Nintendo because he modded uh, Zelda. Um, I watched a video by Moon Channel. It's it's a lawyer who goes over the whole case. Yeah, and uh, we kept bringing up the Game Genie case, the the case where uh, Nintendo tried to sue Game Genie and Game Genie won because Mm -hmm. uh, they don't have any copyright copyrighted Nintendo material anywhere on the marketing. Yeah. In the the booklet, there's the names of games and stuff. Yeah. But in any of the marketing, there's no Nintendo copyrighted material, so they ended up winning the case. So, Mm -hmm. there you go. You're allowed to sell a modification of a Nintendo game. Yeah. Because Game Genie set the case law, and I think that's a perfect example of why mods should be legal. But... The law uses a different case law, which is mods of uh, Duke Nukem 3D that yes. were sold, and that's a much worse case because <laughs> those were obviously Duke Nukem assets that were being yeah. sold. In Point Crow's case, it's just a uh, it's it's a it's a program that fucks with the file that you already have. He's not selling any Nintendo assets, so I think he's is much closer to game genie than it would be to the to the Duke Nukem case. Right. That. Is scary that the uh, uh, they're using they they have they could be using the wrong case law to determine whether or not Point Crow yeah. page should be sued. Um. So again, I don't know what to do in that situation. I don't. I don't know in what. Oh, we got a billion gifted subs just now. Oh, jeez. Look at the screen. I, I think, forgot yeah. I have a whole thing for when people give us a billion gifted subs. <laughs> Thank you breadcrumbs for 50 gifted subs. Damn. I very much that is a lot of gifted subs. Yeah. I very much appreciate it. Uh anyway, yeah, I don't know what to do about this. I'd love to be able to like uh talk to a bunch of like modders and stuff and 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 try to get the word out and see if we can put some feelers out about yeah. it, but otherwise I I I, I otherwise we're going to just all get fucked. We're just yeah. all going um,
0: to it it makes video games less fun. Yeah, because part of the fun of any form of art isn't just like experiencing experiencing it, but also uh, transforming it and interacting with it and how other people transform and interact art as well. You know, it it's part of like the whole reason why people want a healthy public domain. Mm -hmm. You know, because otherwise, like you can't you can't create new art when all art is locked behind you know copyright protection. Yeah. And this goes along those lines. People can create new and exciting games by, you know, modding and tinkering with the games they already own. Right. You know? Counter-Strike was a Half-Life mod. That's like the Ur example. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: and that, But that, you know, Valve, like, you know, took it. Oh, well, and, yeah. And, Val- let, took and, it. The, and let them you let them even do it. Yeah. I don't know how to stop this alert. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? I don't even know where is it? There you go. We'll, we'll just let that play yeah. out. <laughs> Sleeping toads TV, thanks for uh gifting us up.
0: Microstar versus uh Formgen was the Duke Nukem case.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, uh Breadcrumbs, thank you very much for a billion subs. You didn't have to do that, but I appreciate it. And I'm sure people in the chat appreciate mm-hmm. that too. Uh, Hunter ex Hunter says, "I would love to have a tier one sub from you because I look up to you and I love your bits <laughs> Well, hope you're part of that giant dump that just yeah. happened. Uh, oh, he didn't get. Oh no, no, that was somebody else. <laughs> uh, no, he didn't get it. He oh. didn't get it. <laughs> Beg some more, maybe we'll get. It. Uh, Sleeping Toast TV, thanks for the gift, the sub, and there was more. There was uh that Nuggets, thanks for the three months take bezos monies thank you i will and richie 2 retro thanks for the 11 months and damn it jeff thanks for the prime appreciate all you people uh yeah i think that alert was gonna go 50 times oh god <laughs> you freaking broke it completely uh no banana suit says the CMA had a shocking understanding of the video game landscape. If you read their document on their decision for the Microsoft merger, that's the, um, that's the UK, right? Yeah. 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 They did. Yeah. They did have a very good understanding of, uh, uh, they had a much better understanding than I was expecting of video games. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think it was a weird, the cloud gaming take was was a little bit uh, of a weird take. Um, but I don't think American courts understand it all, no, and they again will will take all of the uh they're gonna all of the information they're gonna get is gonna be from big companies, yeah,
0: I feel like we're like American courts and American government in particular is not gonna really understand any form of technology, be it uh video games cell phones uh the internet until like People born in the nineties start getting elected. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: I I think that there needs to be a couple of tech advisors, yeah. like like in government. It's ridiculous that yeah. we have first of all, ninety year olds running the yeah. country. <laughs> but also like these people don't fucking know even yeah. people who are younger, even people who are in office who are younger yeah. still have no idea what happens beyond Facebook.
0: Yeah. You know? Just Watch the TikTok hearings. You'll you'll see what we're that talking was about. So That was so sad. That
1: was so sad to see.
0: Like, the man answered all of their questions. And at the end, they just said, like, well, China's still going to watch our stuff, so...
1: Yeah, they clearly had an agenda when they were asking him questions. Yeah. And they were trying to get him to say, you know... They, yeah. they weren't trying to get him to do anything. They were trying to scare... The public, yeah, into
0: thinking there was something wrong, right? Completely forgetting about the social media app they use, which is probably most likely Facebook sells their information to the Chinese anyway. Yeah,
1: it 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 was scary to see every politician that was at that hearing just trying to scare people into joining their side of the argument. Yeah, not necessarily even having anything to do with TikTok. Yeah, they were just like you know. Like our kids are all gay now because because yeah. of, of people <laughs> like you. <laughs> anyway, ah, uh, uh, this wasn't part of the news, but I wanted to bring this up. Uh, well, why don't we? Do, well, this is we'll roll this into uh, influencers being affected by Nintendo's attacks. We'll yes, just talk, we'll just talk
0: about this. Uh, Nintendo is not messing around when it comes to the Tears of the Kingdom leaks. It's. It's uh, so aggro right now, it seems to have unintentionally snagged innocent content creators simply sharing official footage of its copyright clampdown. God of War writer and streamer Alana Pierce said she was temporarily banned from Twitch after Nintendo DMCA'd her channel for reacting to an existing video preview of the game. Ever since copies of Tears of the Kingdom leaked early and started spreading online due to piracy, uh, Nintendo has been in a frenzy removing social media channels and Discord servers promoting leaked footage and secrets from the game. Uh, At first slow to react, the company now appears to be hitting anything that remotely looks like a leak with a takedown notice. Uh, Pierce tweeted on May 8th, uh, LOL, my Twitch just got suspended midstream because I was reacting to SkillUp's Zelda preview video. She was in the middle of streaming footage from the YouTube SkillUp's Nintendo-sanctioned preview of Tears of the Kingdom when her channel was taken offline due to a copyright strike by the company. Absolute banger of a week, this is, Mm -hmm. she said. In a brief YouTube video on the subject, the content creator and former IGN host said it was her first ever Twitch suspension and wondered if it may have been the result of someone at the company seeing her channel and panicking that she was streaming a leaked copy of the game before actually watching to see what was going on.
1: Yeah, I know. Di-
0: I know Nintendo doesn't like me. I've been told that, even though I have friends who work there, Pierce said jokingly. Uh, maybe it was targeted intentionally to... And they're just trying to get me not to be excited about Zelda. I don't know. She appealed the ban, however, and it has since been overturned as an erroneous DMCA takedown. But Pierce has not been the only one caught up in some overzealous attempt uh, to squash leaks. Nintendo YouTuber Austin John plays, you know him. Yep, I know him too. Uh, <laughs> shared a tweet with a screenshot from one of IGN's previews that was also seemingly removed at the company's request. I received a DMCA takedown of my tweet from anti-piracy Nintendo of Japan for my tweet about IGN's video and the word autobuild he wrote on May 8th. Um, they took mine down but haven't done anything about mm-hmm. IGN's uh, 1.2 million uh, video.
1: He, he it's It says in his tweet, this was a screenshot from IGN's video. Just to, just to like protect himself. Yeah. Uh,
0: Didn't work. Yeah. A Nintendo even... A f- Nintendo even accidentally hit itself with a takedown notice. Yesterday, a Whoa. tweet by the official Zelda Twitter account in Japan temporarily had a media not, dis- uh, media not displayed error after a screenshot from the game was removed in response to a report from the copyright holder. How the hell do you copyright claim yourself? One commenter responded. Redfall fell into a similar trap after leaking earlier this month, striking art from the game's official Twitter account by accident. Oh, this is funny. The takedown is coming from inside the house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nintendo's crackdown is part of a broader effort to uh, exert total control over its games and how they appear online. After the Tears of the Kingdom art book was leaked in February, the company subpoenaed Discord for the personal information of one of the users involved in the post about it. Uh, Popular Zelda YouTubers like Point Crow recently saw a number of Old Breath of the Wild videos nuked from their channel because they associated with monic content. Uh, we'll see if things cool down after Tears of the Kingdom comes out on May twelfth.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, this is uh, obviously
0: it's like an insane
1: exercising yeah. of their copyright. It, it's it's mostly automatic. It has yeah. to be because uh, I I I think it's mostly automatic, and then they probably have like. They're supposed to do manual reviews and they're yeah. just going uh reject, reject, reject like over and over yeah. again to the point where they do it to themselves mm-hmm. Uh over an image. Yeah, that's insane. That's Usually great, it's yeah. like videos and like trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you repost a trailer there, they, you might get dinged for that because that's easy to get automatically dinged for. But uh a picture. Yeah, that's crazy. And how are they even able to tell the difference between a picture of. Tears of the Kingdom and a picture of Breath of the Wild, (laughs) like with their automatic software, they've
0: been taking down stuff from Breath of the Wild too. That's a good point.
1: That's a very good point. I mean, it makes it really hard to make content around this this stuff. They just don't want you to make the content.
0: I get why they're doing it because the game's coming out like soon, and they want you to go out and buy it. And like, they're really protective about you know making sure people buy their IP. But at the same time. Who's not buying this game? Yeah. Like they know it's going to be their big Well, that's they why know they're it's gonna...
1: able to do this. Like, because they know that they don't need people talking about the game. Right. Everyone's going to buy it anyway.
0: Yeah. So why go through so all the trouble of like copyright striking everybody and alienating a bunch of fans? Yeah. Like it doesn't seem worth it to me. President Linkold
1: in the chat says, Will my Switch get DMCA'd for running Zelda on launch deck?
0: maybe yo might maybe, maybe you know did I'm, you check the terms of services of uh switch online update
1: <laughs> i'm gonna try to play it like a few hours early right Like at like eight o'clock on thursday mm-hmm. and we'll see i'm gonna be
0: on twitch this could be the end
1: of wolf day Heck, i could get banned <laughs> yeah it, you know it just that would be great actually yeah. if i got banned because then i'd have something to talk about um but yeah, th- at that point, it will have been out in Australia and stuff. Yeah. and In Japan, so...
0: But not in America.
1: I don't see a way where they would have the right to do that. Well, right. the, I mean, they have the the right to their copyright. They could stop anybody from yeah. streaming the game for some reason. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Th- th- we, we, I've never seen Nintendo take... I've never seen Nintendo be this over the top with with their takedowns.
0: Yeah, this is extreme, even for them.
1: Yeah, like, they're always this, they're always crazy and protective over their stuff. They, there's a long history of them uh, taking down people reposting trailers or trying yeah. to claim uh, uh, people's videos that have uh, trailers in them or even screenshots. that Like, I've been affected by that yeah. in the past. Um, but... This is, they're misfiring so much more yeah. than they've ever misfired. Yeah, and, no, and, is... and all around Zelda stuff. Yeah. It, I've never seen it, the lead up to any game, I've never seen it this bad. Yeah. There was the the, the Smash Brothers stuff where people were, they just got the game like weeks early and they yeah. were streaming it and stuff. But that was just a handful. This yeah. seems like a lot. Mm-hmm uh one of the w I i saw a guy on on uh twitter let me see if i can find his name uh he didn't get a lot the the, the tweet didn't seem to get much traction which uh upset me because uh here is smarty smarty uh tweeted uh nintendo just filed a copyright strike down on my zelda video that only used zelda tears of the kingdom trailer footage I simply talked and speculated about items that were shown in their trailers and official images shown in the hands-on gameplay that they invited creators to. This is messed up. I'm privating my other videos in fear of losing my channel if they strike down others. This is absolutely Mm. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they're using strikes, which could ruin a channel. Mm -hmm. It makes it uh, very difficult to make content around this stuff and not even worth it in a lot of cases. Yeah. Like... I wouldn't want to do any Zelda preview stuff even though here we are doing it here yeah. but I wouldn't do it on a main channel I, yeah. I I don't want I don't want that smoke also I wanted to bring up uh, that article that you just read about the DMCA takedowns mm-hmm. uh, is a Kotaku article Kotaku uh, is very upset because um, they uh, didn't they're blacklisted from Nintendo right they didn't get a preview of uh, Tears of the Kingdom yes Uh, And this is because of uh, Metroid Dread. They like basically taught people how to emulate Metroid Dread in in an article, and Mm -hmm. Nintendo was like, "All right, fuck you guys. You never get into a a video game from us again." Uh, And then, so so they're all upset that they didn't. They're not getting Tears of the Kingdom previews. Freaking Luke Plunkett tweeted for the record: "This is how I feel about publisher blacklists." And it's a picture of a U.S. fighter pilot with uh rising sun and nazi flags
0: right <laughs> i think those are hit the pilots kills yes yes yeah meaning yeah. like every those are supposed to be like developers that Kotaku gets blacklisted from so that's like a kill count well he yeah well i i the way
1: i interpreted it was he's the american and yes. nintendo are the nazis
0: he nintendo nintendo's not just the nazis Nintendo and every company that gets blacklisted from that target gets blacklisted from is a flag on okay. that. Yeah, so because I know Ubisoft blacklisted them mm-hmm. a while back. I think one other company blacklisted them. So they're a very blacklist heavy company. Is what join the fucking club? Yeah, like it <laughs> happens. If 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 you're gonna
1: report, if if you're gonna, I mean, I I, I sympathize with games journalists because I yeah. think that uh it's a different job than what we have as, right as influencers uh there is it, it requires a little bit more professionalism yeah and uh but at the same time people do want It, it it's harder it's yeah. harder for them it, yeah. it, they exist in, in a in a in an area where they're held to a different standard yes but at the same time they also want this sort of like uh uh camaraderie and then and the and the and the, and the, and the relationship that influences yeah. get to have they ha-
0: it's like this weird uh f- not edge lord but like a like a progressive edge lord I guess you could say. <laughs> you know what I mean like they're very yeah. they're really aggressive in like the way they handle things including like you know progressive politics and uh relationships with game with game companies and things like that. And oh, sometimes God. it's like too much
1: I, to handle. I I see Kotaku trying to take on the uh like guys of influencers sometimes when they post an article that's mm-hmm. like uh uh I don't know, like Redfall sucks and there's no excuse for something yeah. like this and it's like, "All right, dude, well why don't you Talk a little bit more professional about it. But, yeah. like, I could post that and nobody would care, you know, because I could yeah. just say whatever the hell I want because yeah. everybody knows my personality. Mm. They associate my personality with the videos that I make. Right. Whereas Kotaku has a bunch of people working for them. So the personality is more of like an, an amalgamous yeah. thing. Um, so, again, they exist in a weird sort of area that I guess is harder to navigate. Yeah. Uh, they're held to a higher standard. But. If you're going to post articles like that, you know, that a company's, you know, going to have a problem with, you're going to have to expect to get blacklisted from that company.
0: I know oh, a couple of weeks ago they posted, they wrote about, I don't know, I didn't read the article but so I don't know if they actually posted pictures from it, but they wrote about the, the art book leak. Yeah. And people were, like, getting mad at them, like, for posting the artwork leak, like, basically coming to Nintendo's defense. Yeah. The thing is, like, that's news. Like, the Zelda art book leaking is news. And if Kotaku or any video game journalism website reports on news that they think their readers might want to know about, then they should be able to write about it. You know, that's not the problem. Even, I personally, I don't even think posting pictures from the art book is necessarily a problem so long as you don't go overboard and post the whole thing or posts, you know, spoilery stuff. I it.
1: think Nintendo uh I think Kotaku's really good at saying a piece of news and then under the fold saying spoilers. Yeah. Don't go any further if you don't want spoilers. Yeah. They're pretty good with that. Yeah. And I agree that if it's news, they should be able to yeah. report on it. And but there's there's going to be companies that get pissed. If they get pissed to the point companies like Nintendo will get pissed to the point where they're going to have no journalists able yeah. to preview their games anymore mm-hmm. you know yeah it's gonna get to that point i don't fault Kotaku for writing an article about the art book leak because that that you're right that is news teaching people how to emulate metroid dread maybe a little overboard. right again for a company like kataku yeah. i think that there's plenty of other people like retro dodo who could have made an article about
0: that. reporting on the fact that people are emulating metroid dread is one yes. thing teaching them is another that, the article yes. is
1: still up. Yeah. And they changed the whole thing to be about how other people are yes, emulating Yes, I remember dread. when that happened. Yeah. So that's the way they should have done it in the first yeah. place. If they're going to be held to this higher journalistic standard mm-hmm. instead of teaching people how to fucking yeah. steal, you know? Um. Anyway, Mega Dragon, 100 bits. Hello. Hey, Bob. I've been thinking of giving Destiny 2 a shot on PS5. Do you think it's still worth it for someone new to the series and it, if it's worth the 150 gigabytes of storage that... Game asks for Jeez. i don't know if i can answer that because i'm definitely uh upset with uh destiny because you can't play the i told you this you can't play the original campaign yeah. anymore they just deleted the original mm-hmm. campaign which doesn't exist anymore so uh i don't know the answer to that i tried picking it up you're gonna have to play the dlc you can't like you could maybe play for like an hour or two right with the free to play stuff, otherwise you have to buy some of the DLC. So maybe give it a shot for an hour or two. I mean it's free. So see if you like it. But yeah, they don't really tell you anything. the campaign I think is necessary for the game to like show you around, but they don't they don't they don't help you at all anymore. Anyway. Where are we?
0: Uh, oh, we were talking
1: about uh the how Nintendo's Nazis.
0: Yeah. Uh, they may be Nazis, but they're also um, not releasing hardware this year. Oh, uh, Switch sales slow down. Switch Switch sales are slowing down, and no new hardware confirmed for this fiscal year. In its results for the fiscal year ending on March thirty first, twenty twenty three, Nintendo has reported that Switch hardware sales declined by twenty two percent as the company only sold only sold <laughs> 17.79 million consoles during that 12-month period. Nintendo expects this decline to continue through its next fiscal year, uh, which will end on March 31st, 2024, and is predicting an additional 16.5% uh, percent decline, or around 15 million consoles that will be sold over the next year. In total, Nintendo has sold 100 and, 125.6 million Switch consoles since it launched in 2017, by comparison uh, the PlayStation Five sales stand at 38.4 million lifetime sales to date, with 6.3 million consoles shipping in January to March period this year. Uh, Nintendo Switch has entered its seventh me- year since launch, and while it and while And while it will become more challenging to maintain the same sales momentum as before, our goal is to have more consumers continuing to play Nintendo Switch for longer, leading to maximized sales, Nintendo said in a statement. The global semiconductor shortage was partially attributed to the decline in sales, as well as decrease in sales from last year's holiday season. The The company has once again confirmed that no new hardware will ship this fiscal year, and in a call after the financial results were posted, uh, President Shuntaro Furukawa added that Nintendo's 15 million Switch sales goal for the next year will be a challenge. Sustaining the Switch's sales momentum will be difficult in its seventh year, Furukawa said to Bloomberg. Uh, our goal, our goal of selling 15 million units this fiscal year is a bit of a stretch, but we will do our very best to bolster demand going into the holiday season, that we can uh, that we can achieve the goal. On a software front, Nintendo has now shipped 1. 036 billion switch games since 2017 that's great. beating the record of 948.7 million shipped uh games that was previously held by the nintendo ds family of handheld consoles financially nintendo said net sales were down 5.5 percent to 12.56 billion dollars and net profit decreased by 9.4 percent at 3.2 billion dollars while game sales were down 8.9% year-on-year, year, they were still strong according to Nintendo and saw 213.96 million units shipped during the fiscal year. It's worth noting that digital sales, including Switch Online subscriptions, did increase by 12.2, 12.7% during this period according to, uh, and accounted for $3 billion in revenue. Uh, Scarlet and Violet shipped uh, 22.1 million copies as of March 31st this year. Fire Emblem Engage shipped 1.61 million. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League shipped uh, 3.1 million. And Splatoon 3 shipped 10.6 million units within their respective launch dates until the end of the 2023 fiscal year. 35 uh, titles sold over 1 million units each. And of those games, 22 of them were published by Nintendo. Uh, looking forward, we have Tears of the Kingdom releasing this week, Pikmin 4 in July, and expansions for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet ri- arriving later this year, which the company expects to deliver some serious sales momentum. Our software publishers also plan to release a wide variety of titles, and we look and we will work to invigorate the platform by supplementing existing titles with continuous streams of new titles and add-on content. So that's uh, all that they
1: had to say during their uh, uh, earnings report. I saw... So they want to sell 15 million switches in this fiscal year, which just started, basically. So they're saying that's going to be a hard goal to achieve. Uh, Spawnwave tweeted that they're insane for thinking they can do that. Why, though? Why is that so crazy? They've sold 150 million so far.
0: It it sounds crazy because... We're seven years into the Switch's life cycle. Yeah. And by this point, selling double you know, double digit million units of a system is pretty far fetched. You know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think you know, it's very rare that you're selling ten million units in like your twilight years. Mm-hmm. So for for someone to hear that Nintendo wants to sell fifteen million million units in its seventh year does sound pretty insane. Especially when we have you know, the series X and the PlayStation five out. And also all this competition from like the steam deck and the ROG ally and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think people think it's a little crazy for Nintendo to say such a thing at the same time though. You know, we've seen, like, year on year on year, Nintendo is still selling Switches. Like, yeah, people people are buying multiples, you know? People are buying Switch... They count the sales of Switch lights and Switch OLEDs, at, like, in the same family. So, yeah,
1: I mean... I'm thinking they could reach this because of Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Because Tears of the Kingdom is coming out this week. Like... Yeah, people are, people are rebuying the Switch to get that special edition. They're rebuying it to get that. Maybe people played the... Uh, people played breath of the wild haven't touched their switch in a while. And they're like, well, I have the old switch. Maybe I want to, or my switch is old and shitty. Maybe I should get a new cool one or maybe it's been seven fucking years. Like maybe people are interested in Zelda, but they skipped breath of the wild because it was on new hardware that they, that they were not uh, interested in. Um, I think that there's plenty of opportunity for them to, to hit that 15 million Uh, just with tears of the kingdom alone. But I'm sure they'll have some other stuff that we don't necessarily know about. Yeah. I don't
0: think Pikmin's selling anything. I don't Pik- think anybody gives a shit about Pikmin. Pikmin's going to sell a couple million units, but it's not going to be like a needle mover the way Breath for a while, will be. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, otherwise, yeah,
1: I think it's going to be for sure. And into- uh, Switch is winding down this year. And, yeah. And next year, they'll have something else. Yeah. I mean,
0: they've got to at this point. Yeah. So
1: so they're not doing as good as they did in previous years. Nobody is, really. Cause yeah. Because of, cause of covid was such a boom for entertainment yeah um and also yeah it's the seventh year of the switch so of course it's going to be doing worse than it did before but Mm -hmm. uh they'll have something else next year and they'll they'll be right back up so uh, i i think that this is tracking still incredibly well for them yeah so um anyway Metendu says, price drop maybe and Zelda will push it this fiscal year. We also don't know the lineup for quarter three or quarter four. Yeah, I yeah. genuinely think that we don't know the lineup because there's a new console. And, and it's not that they're waiting to announce things for the new console. I think that they're just they just don't want to release things too late in the Switch's life cycle when they already announced the new console right. because they don't because people are gonna hold off on buying a switch for the new console. Instead. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Ken Patchy says, "What mic would you recommend to somebody getting new, getting into streaming? Uh, a cheap one. Yeah. Get uh, a cheap
0: one. Don't spend more than a hundred bucks. The Rode Pod mic." Or the audio technical one that I have that I don't remember off the top of my head because it's not a name. It says like a string of 20, letters. Uh, 40, 2040? No, I think that's it.
1: I uh, got the pod mic and it's it's good. Oh it's yeah, good.
0: yeah, yeah. The Audio Technica AT twenty forty. That's the one I have. Oh, yeah. That's a good mic. The twenty twenty is good, but we used
1: to we used the twenty twenty. Yeah, that the was three people in the chat wrote twenty twenty. Yeah, <laughs> so confidently wrote twenty twenty. I think that's what you had. We used to use the twenty twenty. Um when we first started this podcast, and yeah. uh, one of them just straight up died. Yeah, that they were good mics. Yeah, but it, one just kind of fizzled out. I've burned through two of these SM7Bs now. I fucking hate these now. <laughs> the, the, I have a vendetta against these now because okay. they're four hundred dollars. Yeah, and you—they're very quiet, so you kind of need a cloud lifter. Right. We don't have them now. We're just kind of cranking the volume on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So five hundred dollars, basically, and they're they're okay. They're just yeah. okay. How do you burn through mics? They just die. They just yeah.
0: die. Nothing lasts they forever. Everything working. ends.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you may
0: wake up dead tomorrow.
1: So yeah, I love my <laughs> so I love my pod mic. It's good. Uh, they're releasing a new version of the Rode Pod mic that is hundred dollars more but has a USB input also. So it's XLR and USB. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. There's also a version of this shore mic that has a uh, USB input. That's probably better than this.
0: Is that the the road that you're talking about? Is that the one where the uh, USB port is in the XLR port? No, no. Because no. I saw a mic it's that was like, like It's that. like right under yeah, it. Yeah. I saw a mic where the XL, the USB port is in the XLR that's port. That's insane. I forgot who makes that, but I was that's like, oh, that's actually cool. So, yeah, that's...
1: Uh, also like i have zero mic technique so yeah. like i put a million effects on all of my streams and my videos and mm-hmm. stuff because i talk like this sometimes and then i gotta talk like that you know and i try to normalize it so it all sounds yeah. normal so whenever i'm on like another person's podcast or somebody else is recording me i sound all fucked up yeah um and uh so all of our mics record kind of low volume and then in 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 the program it like boosts the volume like like a lot so that it doesn't peak uh because of that when i'm in discord just talking to people i sound really quiet yeah so i've been trying to find a way to have that not happen anyway uh i use a fet head with my sm7b it works well is that like a cloud lifter it sounds like a cloud lifter
0: I saw I was I was because I was looking up cloud lifters, so I thought my mic might need one, and I found like there's a I, l- I, I got one, just there, I got two just laying around. now. There's a lot of companies that just make basically make cloud lifters for like half the price than like, the actual cloud. Lifter. Yeah, it's a hundred dollars for yeah. a cloud lifter. Yeah. It's insane.
1: But if you want one, so, I'll, t- I'll take I'll it. You no, know. we don't. We, we, uh, one of them is yours, technically. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but then you need another XLR cable also. And that's why I wanted to get rid of the cloud lifter because no. I had too many things in the chain. Yeah. Another problem that I had <laughs> was the stupid XLR cable yeah. was routed under my desk yeah. and it was routed too close to a surge protector. Uh, so it was picking up a lot of interference. Yeah. And I didn't re- I, it took me forever to figure out what that was. So uh, I got a super expensive shielded XLR cable and then routed it like away from that thing. Yeah. And I didn't want to get two of them. Yeah. So I just got rid of the cloud lifter. Anyway, everything sounds great now. There you go. Uh, there's, a, there's less, a lot less bass in the Rode Pod mic than there is in this thing. Okay. But I just added bass. There you go. And it's fine. Anyway. Oh yeah, you don't need a cloud lifter with certain uh, uh, interfaces either. Some of right. them have cloud lifters built in. Yeah. Like, no banana suit says mm-hmm. the Elgato Wave. But I got the fucking focus right interface because everybody tells me that, that's like the industry standard. Is that the red one? Yeah. Yeah. My old interface was great. The, uh, the Roland. Thing, yeah. I it still, had a compressor
0: in it. I still use the Roland.
1: Yeah. Until it died. Uh, Mine just died. Everything dies.
0: It fizzled out. It just started getting shitty. Is there a way I needed to. What was I? I was trying to use the Roland for a way that I don't normally use the Roland for. No, I don't remember. Oh, no, that wasn't. I don't remember. Never trying mind. to make a sandwich out of it. No. You can't do that. <laughs> yes. the, the butter wasn't spreading yeah. as much as I want. Yeah, no, you
1: can't do that. It's not made for that. Uh, Jake Cannon says, "Is the cloud lifter just phantom power?" No. Uh, cloud lifter literally just take just boosts the gain on the mic. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, clockwork, thanks for the three months. Thanks for the great podcast episodes week in and week out. Cheers. Thanks, dude. Thanks. I appreciate it. Hey, do you think we got through fifty gift sub notifications yet? <laughs> Let's I, see. I would hope
0: so. You know, I don't even know. We got a what show to run.
1: Okay, I think I think I think it's I think it's gone. Okay. <laughs> I think we did it. Um All right, what else do we have to talk about? 2023 Video Game Hall of Fame
0: inductees. Yay! Oh, what a class!
1: Yay! Four
0: inductees join the World Video Game Hall of Fame at the Strong National Museum of Play. Those games are Barbie Fashion Designer, Computer Space, The Last of Us, and Wii Sports. What is Computer Space? Uh, Wii Sports? Yeah.
1: Hell yeah, that deserves it. So Uh, So does The Last of Us.
0: Computer Space, a title inspired by previous World Video Game Hall of Fame inductee space war, broke ground for being the first commercially available video game. Prior to Computer Space's 1971 release, there was no commercially available. There was no commercial video game industry. So Computer Space was the first uh, commercially available video game. Oh, yeah. Here it is. That's it. Wow. 70s video games we're bad so what does it play on it's an it's an arcade oh yeah commercially available meaning like people can buy it and like put it up in their stores and you put quarters in and okay yeah okay so like not a home unit correct okay this looks terrible well yeah it's the first commercially available video game,
1: space war uh a title inspired by previous inductees, Space War. Okay, okay. Space War is the one that's on the analog pocket. Correct. Right? That came with the analog yeah. pockets, like FPGA core. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, why is Barbie Fashion Designer in here?
0: Uh, Barbie Fashion Designer became a jumping off point for the girls' games movement and shook up the software and gaming scenes, uh, said collections manager Christy Hurst. Uh, It also sparked important questions and debate. What does it mean to be a game for girls? Should there even be a game for girls? In quotes. Uh, What are the implications of these games? What are the consequences of gendering games?
1: Uh, Underscore says, I think Barbie had an insane amount of sales in its genre for the time. Yes. That makes sense because... I guess games were seen as being a boys thing.
0: Well, what happened was originally like when Atari and ColecoVision were out, they marketed video games as a family thing, like the way right. they marketed board games. Then there was the crash, and then when Nintendo came in, at the time the toy aisle was segregated boys and girls. So Nintendo was selling the NES as a toy, and they picked the boy side thinking they can get more sales out of there. And since then, games have generally been regarded as a male hobby, even though millions of women play video games. In fact, depending on how you calculate it, more girls play video games than boys. Yeah. So I think, yeah, Barbie fashion designer. I mean, it's the first mainstream. There have been video games for girls before, but this is like the first mainstream one that like broke sales records. Yeah. Also, the fact that it's like, a fashion design game like put aside the fact that it's barbie the fact that it's like a fashion designing game that like itself is like kind of changes the way what you think of a video game you know because you think of a video game as something skill based and reflex based whereas a fashion barbie fashion designer is your designing clothes (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: a sim or yeah exactly so
0: uh yeah, that that makes sense. I
1: I like there's a statistic I read a while ago talking about how uh 40% of people who play games are or identify as female. Yes. Um you just don't hear about it as much because either they're playing like a lot of them play mobile games and stuff. Yeah. And they don't engage in gaming culture. Because gaming culture is so heavily swayed towards yes. one side. And so heavily misogynistic. Yes. If you've ever been in a Call of Duty lobby yes. or even a Valorant lobby. Valorant, a lot of... It's it's very colorful. Yes. And there there's a lot of female representation in the game. Yes. So there's a lot of women that play that game. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk. Right. Because everybody's toxic. They're Everything. fucking yeah.
0: horrible. It's horrible out there. Did you ever see... This is like from years ago. But it was a, it was a, co- a college humor video where they flipped it it was one guy (laughs) playing in a a lobby full of girls and all the girls just sexually harassed him yes that was funny yes
1: I play with Hannah all the time right and her name is she doesn't talk she doesn't want to talk to anybody Mm -hmm. and her name is small dog mom yeah like in the in in Valorant and every single time we're in a a public lobby yeah what type of dog is it (laughs) everybody
0: tries to you know
1: get get in in some way you
0: know I remember there the the um, there was a I was watching a review of the Horizon Worlds, you know, the Facebook um, metaverse Mm -hmm. app that crashed and burned, and the reporter was like reporting on the lobby and like the experience of like wearing VR and like trying to like help her coworkers navigate the space, and every time like they heard her talk. That would just be a bunch of fourteen year old boys going, Hey, that sounded like a girl. That was a girl. Dude, there's a girl here. (laughs) Yep. 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 So this happens in the year of our Lord 2023.
1: Absolutely. Uh uh Okay. So I think this is a this is This is a good Usually we have a problem with the uh Hall of Fame inductees, the video Hall of Fame inductees I think
0: every single one of them deserves
1: the the place.
0: Yes. Uh, f- last year's inductees, for the record, was Ocarina of Time, Miss Pac-Man, Sid Meier's Civilization, and DDR. Those are all pretty good too. Yeah. So like, I'd this say. is a good selection of games. It's not a big selection, and honestly, like Barbie Fashion Designer and Computer Space are not like, you know, the big names. Mm-hmm. You know, to go in because I think, uh, finalists like these. People, these games didn't get uh the induction, but the finalist uh list included. Age of Empires, Angry Birds, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, FIFA, GoldenEye, NBA Two K, Quake, and Wizardry. Like there are some heavy hitters on there. All of those deserve it as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Like they're not like this is a good list. I don't know Wizardry. That I've heard of it, but i I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you shit about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this is opposed to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions uh, inductees this year, which I got. I got bones to pick with that. Let me tell you what. Who 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 is it? Uh the official inductions are Kate Bush, Rage Against the Machine, Missy Elliott, Sheryl Crow, George Michael and the Spinners.
1: If Rage Against the Machine doesn't reject their Hall of Fame induction, they're fucking phonies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Tom Morello like posted something in his usual Tom Morello self thankful, but then he went on and made you feel bad about all the atrocities in the world. <laughs> um yeah, that's gonna be such a weird induction if they show up, and it's like because you know Zach Roca is just gonna bring the crowd down. Yeah, um, but like you know, the only reason why Kate Bush is being inducted is because of Stranger Things. Like we're like that's not a that's not like a I, don't secret, any, right? I don't know anything. I don't know anything because about... her song was like she had a big song in stranger things this past season and like it had like a billion streams in a day and now i guess the rock and roll hall of fame is like oh yeah maybe we shouldn't her because the kids are into kate bush i i had no idea also oh, also God. let me just oh, go boy. keep going on this so george michael right we're yeah. all familiar with him yeah. uh did, Wham. The, did the original limp biscuit faith um <laughs> so he got nominated because now they have a fan poll fans can uh write in and and select a nominee to go in. Oh, okay. Uh he was up against actual rock bands like Iron Maiden and Soundgarden. And so they picked George Michael instead. Wait. What's wrong with what's wrong with George Michael? Over oh, Iron Maiden and Soundgarden? Actual rock and roll bands. Rock and roll bands well, who, what, who who would normally not get in because the rock and roll hall of fame has a biased over heavier acts. What what is
1: George Michael then if he's
0: not rock and roll? What he, is he? He's not as rock and roll as Soundgarden and Iron Maiden. I can tell you what that. What is he, Pop? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll allow it. And another thing. Another no. thing. <laughs> so, Judas Priest got in at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which they deserved. However, they were not part of the actual induction finalists. Because you only, only induct five artists. What they were inducted as was uh, Excellence in Musical Achievement, which used to be known as the Sideman category so you know one of the most important uh heavy metal bands of all time the forerunners of the new wave of british heavy metal oh you guys are just side men hate hate everything judas priest is okay judas priest is good judas priest is very good all right uh,
1: didn't she break the record for top th- top song in three different decades or something? I,
0: I guess Kate Bush. Uh, yes. Look, no shade against Kate Bush, but like you, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not speaking out of turn here, right? Like <laughs> she would not have gotten in any other year. Um, how is
1: Goldeneye not in the rock, uh, rock and roll? How is Goldeneye <laughs> not in the video game Hall of Fame yet?
0: I don't know. I feel like they're much. I, I feel like the video game Hall of Fame is much more like selective mm-hmm. about it. Like they they want to get it right every year. So because that's that's why like you know not every game you think should be in the Hall of Fame is in the Hall of Fame.
1: Uh, they, maybe it just hasn't been out long enough. They got to do like ten games a year.
0: Well, no, because we is we sports is getting in.
1: I no, I mean like they have they they only induct once a year. Yeah. They need to induct a lot more games every yeah. year. There's so many games yeah. that they need I don't
0: to be in know this. how uh, how long they, they haven't been doing it that long. I know that. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The games
1: industry is over 40 years yeah.
0: old. Like, you're, is it 50?
1: Oh my God. It's over 50 years I old. I mean, if when did? I'm, I'm counting the seven. Computer Space came out in 71. So, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They have so much ground to cover. Yeah. Um, they're unveiling, unveiling the new building this year? For the video game Hall of Fame?
0: Or just the strong Tynology
1: museum? Tynology is from uh wherever the strong upstate New York, wherever yeah, the yeah. strong museum is. Um that's are you going? Are you gonna see that? <laughs> Rochester, there you go. Yeah. I found the college humor video, it's so good, but it did not age well. Ha ha ha. This oh, probably is not, not No, at all. <laughs> I think that's the point because that's just what it's like in the lobby. It is not PC in these lobbies, unfortunately.
0: So, the Strong Museum has only been inducting games since 2015. Mm -hmm. And there are 40 games in there total right now. Okay. And I mean, it's not, you know, they're they're all bangers. Don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think they do need to start. They need to step it up. Yeah. Like World of Warcraft, Doom, Pong, GTA 3. The Oregon Trail. Zelda One. Zelda. The, the Sims. Sonic yeah, One. Th- those yeah. all
1: deserve it. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the Phil Spencer interview because oh, that's boy. Gonna, yeah. I forgot that's a whole can of worms we gotta That is into. such
0: a can of worms. Oh man. Uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks for Xbox that's had fans questioning the state of Microsoft's console gaming business. First, there was news of a 30% drop in Xbox hardware revenue, followed by the CMA's decision to block Microsoft's giant $69 billion Activision Blizzard acquisition, topped off by Redfall launching earlier this week to a lukewarm reception. When you combine all of this with the quiet year of Xbox releases in 2022... Xbox fans are wondering when Microsoft is going to deliver a slew of AAA games like we saw in the Xbox 360 generation. We're not in the business of out-consoling Sony or out-consoling Nintendo, uh, says Xbox chief Phil Spencer in an interview with Kind of Funny Games. Uh, Spencer said something similar to The Verge in 2019, with Microsoft's gaming strategy focusing across Xbox, PC, cloud, and mobile, not just consoles anymore. Spencer doesn't think that just building great games is enough to win the console to win in consoles anymore. Quote, I see the commentary that if you just build great games, everything will turn around. Uh, it's just not true that if we go off and build great games, all of a sudden you're going to see console share sh- shift in some dramatic way. We lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox one generation where everybody built their digital library of games. We want our Xbox community to feel awesome. But this idea that if we just focus on more great games on our console, that we somehow are, go- that we somehow we're going to win the console race doesn't really lay into the reality of most people. There is no world where Starfield is an 11 out of 10 and people start selling their PS fives. That's not going to happen.
1: That's the, that quote happened at the end of the podcast.
0: Yeah. And that's the
1: one that is getting the most, uh, uh, press because that is kind of an insane thing to say. Like a lot of people are, uh, hard on Microsoft because they have no first party games. Like, Mm -hmm. Or, or they have a lot of... The, the biggest ones that they were... They have nothing. And the ones that they have, like Halo, end up lacking. And now yeah. Redfall comes out and that's a flop. And, yeah. and it's also lacking. And the, most of this podcast was about how bad Redfall was. yeah, And Phil Spencer just kind of taking the L on it. And yeah. also, a couple days before this podcast he that they got rejected by the uh cma yeah. or whatever so yeah. uh, so
0: it's it was really the worst time to have this podcast
1: yeah he said he, he was like dude i'm having a horrible week <laughs> <laughs> kind of crazy but
0: i think that quote is interesting because like would you expect like somebody from sony to like say something equivalent like if they were in the no. last place yeah no i, I like, think that this sh-
1: was incredibly candid they yeah. ba- basically
0: admitted that redfall is a bad game he admitted that redfall is a bad game and that like the, for the first time ever, I'm like convinced that like he doesn't believe Xbox is a big name in gaming right now, because like well, you thro- lie
1: enough in court, you're going to start to believe it. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I think this further proves that they just don't see themselves in the same sort of console race anymore well they're, they're they're one of the big three console manufacturers but they're so far behind microsoft and uh they're so far behind sony and
0: nintendo they want to compete in different ways well i don't think it's that they want to compete in different ways i think they have to compete in different ways because they're so far behind well, well everybody's problem with this quote that he has is that everybody thinks that
1: they have so many first-party studios just make good games in those first-party studios and people are going to want to buy xbox right And I think there is some truth to that. I think they could just make a lot of first-party games, and they could end up competing with Sony's Mm first-party games and Nintendo's first-party games. But that would be so hard for them to do, especially starting because of how far behind they are in the past couple of years. Starting now, making all these great first-party games is going to put them back even further. Yeah. So I think that would be a very hard route for them to... It's not an easy thing to do. It's just make a bunch of great games. Yeah. I think it would be easier for Microsoft to come out on top in other ways like they're trying to do, like with Game Pass, like with building a better PC gaming platform, uh, allowing people to get Xbox games in as many different ways as possible. I think that's the best way for Microsoft to make the most money out of gaming right now. And I think that that's what Phil Spencer's strategy is with Microsoft. But I don't necessarily think that means don't make (laughs) <laughs> a, you got to use these first-party yeah. studios. You bought so many. Yeah. You got to start letting them make games. Yeah. The problem is they did, and Redfall Some. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Spencer is probably right here, but Microsoft's challenges with Halo Infinite and Redfall have fans worried about some of its biggest titles that are designed for Xbox fans and Xbox Game Pass. After all, when uh, Microsoft spent $7.5 billion on Bethesda, it was about delivering great exclusive games for Game Pass. Uh, I'm kind of upset with myself, admits Spencer, discussing the Redfall launch with Kind of Funny Games. Uh, The critical response was not what we wanted. While he praised the developers at Arcane, Spencer admits that the team didn't hit their own internal goals when it launched. Uh, All eyes are now on Starfield, with Microsoft confirming this week that it will show off new gameplay during its Starfield Direct event on June 11th. Uh, after the controversy surrounding the lack of 60 frames per second mode with for Redfall, Spencer also said that Xbox will make it clear to fans this summer about whether Starfield will have its own 60 frames per second mode on console. Uh, so what's for what's the future for Xbox right now? The console is the core of the Xbox brand. There's no doubts, uh, said Spencer. Uh, we'll stay focused on making sure that console experience is awesome. But I know some people want to hold us up uh, as being a better green version Of what the blue guys do. And I'm going to say there's not a win for Xbox by staying in the wake of someone else. Uh, We have to go off and do our own thing with Game Pass. The stuff we do with xCloud and the way we build our games.
1: And I think that that's pretty valid the way he ended that off, Because you don't want to just be the competition. You know, you got to have something that's different. And I think... Microsoft does a lot of things differently than PlayStation that are better than what PlayStation does. Yes. And PlayStation does a couple things differently. Like for example, make a bunch of great first party games, but that's really all that Sony has. Yeah. They make great first party games. Everything else about the Sony platform sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I love everything about the Xbox platform except for the first party games. Yeah. So, I think that there was another really important thing that he said during the podcast that I don't see many people reporting on. He admitted that they knew that Redfall was not going to run above thirty frames per second at launch, yeah, and he admitted to saying that it was going to at launch yeah. he, he said our biggest he said his biggest regret was knowing that it wasn't gonna run at sixty frames per second, but saying that it would anyway, yeah uh. And that kind of just flew under the radar. Yeah. And that's kind of like a huge deal. Yeah. Also, during the podcast, they talked about how uh, he he said going forward, he wants to uh, be more uh, proactive with first party studios when they acquire them. Yeah. Like uh, they acquired uh, Bethesda and Arcane during the Redfall development. Yeah. So instead of going into arcane and offering their resources. They said, do whatever you do. We're sure it's going to be great. And that is kind of a great strategy because that's what you'd hope when a big corporation uh, uh, takes a bunch of creative people, you want them to be able to do what they want. So Microsoft was like, you make great games. You're going to do a great job. In this case, they didn't. And there was really no way for Microsoft to know that at the, tail end of, of development when they realized it wasn't going to perform very well they tried to get their other first party studios involved to help yeah the because it
0: was being worked on is an unreal engine game mm-hmm. and they were having a hard time getting unreal engine up to quality of like other unreal games so they had to bring in uh the coalition who make gears of war and other studios to help them. and rare and rare yeah because rare i think they said that Rare was
1: good at optimizing for yeah. higher frame rates or something like that, uh, which was crazy. But they could have done that earlier mm-hmm. had, had they known. But all, that's, a again, a, a very strange thing to navigate because you don't want to interfere too much with the creative work because yeah. you should be able to trust the developer to do a good job because yeah. they've done such a good job in the past. Um, but also you want to offer all... That's why they have so many studios because all of the studios can all help each other. Yeah. Um, and that just it just fell flat I guess yeah uh,
0: and at the same time it like it sucks because you know Microsoft bought all of these studios mm-hmm. and they don't really have a lot to show for it right now because a lo- almost all the studios they bought were making games for both PlayStation and Xbox so they were allowed to finish making the games for PlayStation and then move on to Xbox exclusive most of these studios have not released their next Xbox exclusive and the ones that have like Obsidian released Pediment, um, which got great reviews, but it didn't. That, I didn't that's even not, hear about that. That's not a game that's going to set the world on fire. Yeah, you know, that's a weird side-scrolling game that looks like it was made on parchment paper. Yeah, I've you know, never even. That's heard of that. that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna sell ten million units or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's just people want to know what the state of like Xbox gaming is, and it doesn't even look like microsoft even knows what that is i think that they have
1: a plan it's just very uh uh ambiguous or or it seems that way to us like like we have to stop thinking about the 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 gaming space right now as being playstation versus xbox versus nintendo Mm -hmm. you know you also have pc and you also have mobile games and stuff but they're not necessarily versus each other yeah there's for the la for as long as we can remember there's been xbox versus playstation because they've been the two big ones with the best graphics Yeah, that are all that have a lot of very similar games and then nintendo usually does their own thing yeah but we're in a space now where it's microsoft is trying to join nintendo in doing their own thing right they're, they're realizing that competing with sony is kind of not working out for them anymore so they're trying to compete in other ways that they have technology that yeah. they need to be able to utilize like cloud gaming.
0: But at the same time, I mean, usually... I mean, it's different with Microsoft because they have all the money in the world. But usually, if a console is not selling well, and if you're in last place two generations in a row, yeah. that's a bad sign. That usually means there's not going to be a third generation in yeah. are last place. Yeah. So could this very well be the last generation where we get an xbox home console it's the it
1: will be the last generation we get an xbox home console as we know them like like i think it's gonna get weird from here yeah i don't think it's gonna be like you know the 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 traditional yeah home console that we're used to it could end up being more like a computer it could end up being uh a streaming device
0: yeah it's gonna it's gonna get weird i I am convinced that, like, at this point, you know, the Series X is, might very well be... If things don't turn, turn around, like, within the next two, three years, the Series X will be the last Xbox home yeah. console, and Xbox is going to become an app on your PC, and we're going to start seeing Halo on PlayStation, we're going to start seeing uh, Gears of War on Switch, and things like that, because they've got nothing else.
1: I think it's possible that Microsoft releases a new console in the future, but it's going to be, like a weird PC thing. Like it's going to be like kind of like an Xbox and kind of like a computer. Right. It's going to be this weird sort of in between.
0: At at most, I think they might finally just do the streaming box. Like I think fig- that's figure figure out a way to finally do that. I at think the streaming price. box
1: is a hundred percent happening. Yeah. I think that's, we're getting that any minute now Yeah. where they're going to have a streaming box. Um, the next console, that's more of a big question. Yeah. Um, I mean, we know Microsoft's trying to do something with Windows or or at least a lot of people got excited because Microsoft had an internal pitch about having uh, Windows be more friendly for handheld yeah. gaming. Um, I think that there's room for uh, Windows being uh, easier to navigate for uh, home theater use. Yeah. And that's just kind of the Xbox home screen, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Unifying all of that, I think, is, is a potential strategy right. going forward. I want to dive into the chat because John Got the Juice says, I don't want the smoke from Bob Wolf, so we're going to give it to him. Let's nah. see what he said. Uh, he said, I blame PC fanboys for Redfall State. All these years of PC fanboys saying that Bethesda games being buggy and broken is what gives them its charm now has come back to bite PC gamers and gamers in general. And then that's such ca- cap, Bob. It's your opinion, though. I don't. What's the cap, though? What, what did I say? That's cap. Saying great games don't sell consoles is an insane comment. Oh, okay, that is probably that.
0: I mean, at this point, it's not going to. I think it's too late for the. Yeah, you need a lot. Yeah, you need a you need a lot, and, need... They, and
1: they they need to they need a lot of them and, and it's going to take a long time for them yeah. to get a lot of great like, here's the thing: stuff.
0: Halo should have been that game yeah. even with a year delay but the problem is Halo didn't come out great it came out fine I guess <laughs> and fine I guess doesn't sell systems and fine I guess doesn't have long life yeah. you know because Halo is a multiplayer game you're supposed to play that game forever I I guess people played the campaign. Some liked it. Some didn't. That's okay. But they didn't keep playing. Yeah, and they so. had
1: nothing else in between. Yeah. They had Halo and then and that's it. Yeah. You know, like it 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 they they bought a bunch of studios and, 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 and did nothing with did them. It did nothing with them. So, so they 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 fucked it up. Yeah, Phil Spencer says that it's because they lost the Xbox one generation to Sony, and yeah. everybody has just been in the Sony ecosystem since then. And I think there's some truth to that, but uh, yeah, I think there's a
0: lot of truth to it.
1: It's also that they completely botched this generation yeah. too.
0: well, you think about it, like that was that was around the time when people were finally used to the idea of, you buy something, and then you can carry it over to the upgraded version. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at iPhones and Android phones. You know, I have this the Twitter app on my phone is the same one I've had since my iPhone 3G back in 2009. So, like, I've been able to carry over all my purchases on my phone. That's the world we live in. And video games have now entered that world. Yeah. And if most people had PlayStations... They can carry things over from one PlayStation to the next. Yeah, I mean, I hope Nintendo learns this. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, he he's right in that sense. And then plus, you got to remember, Xbox sold significantly less than PlayStation did during that generation. It was like two to one. Yeah, sales. So, uh, saw so Konami man said, don't forget that Sony turned the PS3 around with a great first-party games in the second half of the generation and ended up finishing ahead. Of the Xbox 360. Did they finish ahead? Globally maybe? Globally. And like. Not by a lot. But still like. Their their comeback was very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So. uh, But I don't know if Microsoft. Microsoft tried to turn things around. Last gen. By completely redoing. What the Xbox One was. Going from an entertainment system. To an actual games console. By having backwards compatibility. By actually having. You know they didn't have a as strong of a first party lineup as Sony did, but they had a first party lineup. Yeah, they had you know big Halo games. They had two Gears of Wars. They had Sunset Overdrive. You know they had they actually had games. So now they don't. Yeah, it's 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 not looking good right now yeah. for for whatever reason.
1: Um, there was another chat message I wanted to bring up. Uh. I, I i lost it i don't know okay um oh uh low bloom says did halo infinite launch on pc with no issues uh it ran great and it's optimized great mm-hmm. it launched with ha- maybe half of the features that they promised yeah that's that's uh it wasn't technically bad like it ran good it's just it didn't have it was It was a year late a whole year late uh, and they didn't deliver what they said they would and they yeah. ended up cutting features and stuff so that's the biggest problem dude Halo Infinite still has desync okay <laughs> I always had a fine time running Halo on any device I tried it on my PC my freaking little handheld tablets yeah, yeah. and shit it runs awesome on all of that stuff yeah um anyway let's plow through this next couple of news okay stories.
0: yeah we can do that uh sony is shutting down a pixel opus the studio announced it on twitter this friday oh i know these guys dear dear friends our pixel opus adventure has come to an end the studio said as we look to new futures we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us and our mission to make beautiful imaginative games with heart the San Mateo-based Pixelopus arrived on the scene uh, at E3 2014 with a surprise announcement and release of its first game, Entwined, for the PS4. The studio's second and final game was 2019's Concrete Genie, about a bullied young boy who discovers the ability to bring his paintings to life. The game was nominated for two Dice Awards and two BAFTAs. I wonder what they've been working on. Uh, because f- that's just gone. Now. Yeah, that sucks. That's it. Because
1: Concrete Genie came out in, in 2019.
0: Yeah. So, they, they had to have been working on something, and then Sony's just like, no. Sony, they they must have been working on something, they showed it to Sony, and Sony was like, ah, I don't know, guys. Yeah. up <laughs> not working out. Because, like, if Sony's doing so well, why did they close the studio?
1: Yeah, it must have been that bad. Yeah. Or, or they just didn't see a use for that studio.
0: I guess, but if, if you're trying to promote, like, yourself as, like, the premier... Uh, because like all their stuff that they that Sony puts out like has this this like sheen of prestige to it. Because yeah. like you know, there's obviously The Last of Us, but now God of War even is like trying to be this like HBO style drama about a guy who's a bad dad and he's trying to learn how to be a good dad <laughs> and stuff. Spider Man is just as good as the good Spider Man movies, in some cases better. Mm-hmm. You know. So like they have this like, you know pillar of excellence that they set for themselves and pixel opus seems to have been like trying to do that but like for more of an indie bend
1: to it uh john got the juice says they had a project with sony animation oh there you go that could be that could be what they were up to yeah. it, it could have been a spider-man thing yeah everybody probably got a bunch of studios working on in the spider-verse yeah. and that's coming out in a minute now isn't yeah. it? it in the spider-verse it's june i think so maybe they were done with them maybe maybe they were like ah yeah
0: uh, but speaking of Spider Man, uh, Spider Man Remastered for the PS5 is finally available standalone. Oh. Uh, while Sony said that Spider Man Remastered would be available as a standalone product later this month, it actually uh, came out just 24 hours later. Uh, the P- PlayStation Store has gone up for per- the PlayStation game has gone up for purchase uh, at, previ- at the previously confirmed price of 49.99 or 49.99 uh, British pounds. Uh, the PS5 remaster hands the web Slinger a 4K resolution at 60 frames per second and then bundles in the City That Never Sleeps DLC on top of it. With Spider-Man 2 on its way later this year, it's the perfect way to get yourself set up for the sequel or revisit the story of Peter Parker and MJ in a world of Insomniac games uh, all over again on the PS5. Then, if you need even more uh, from the Spider-Verse, a free comic book prequel... Uh, is being released uh, this weekend. That was last weekend for Free Comic Book Day. I did not get it. Uh, just mm-hmm. a reminder, the PS4 owners can upgrade to the PS5 version for $10. This is if you own it physically or any of the digital releases right. of the game. However, this does not extend to those who have played the game via PS Plus. So if you played it as part of the PlayStation Plus collection, um, you're not getting the update. Yeah.
1: So Spider-Man Remastered, this is the first Spider-Man game, Yeah. was... Originally available with Miles Morales?
0: Originally available with select editions of Miles Morales. Okay, so you needed to pay extra. I think you needed to get Miles Morales. I think you specifically needed the PlayStation 5 deluxe edition of Miles Morales to get Spider Man
1: remastered. Or have the PS4 version of Spider Man and pay for the
0: upgrade to the remastered. That just became available. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first time it's available as a standalone purchase. Right. You don't have to buy Miles Morales in order to get this.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. This this was like a weird thing that like Sony was like gatekeeping this to the PS5. Sony
1: had a bunch of weird upgrade shit with, between PS4 and PS5. I remember they made when, it needlessly yeah, complicated. When this
0: came out and people were like, oh, can we transfer our saves from the PS4 version? And Sony's like, no. And then like two months later, Insomniac's like, we figured out a way to do it.
1: I just want to point out that Capri Sun Poppy's in chat. He's like a he's like a streamer or some shit. Yeah. Uh shared ban info restricted banned in Scootish and more. Oh boy. What'd you do? What'd you, what did you What'd do? What did you do? What did you do, my man? Anyway, uh Jag Racer in the chat says currently playing Valorant at the moment, Bob. Have you noticed that randoms on Valorant whine so much? I have been gaming for years, but this seems much worse. Yeah, but also my own team, <laughs> my actual private team, will whine yeah. that much. So it sounds it's about it's about even, I'd say. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of like backseating and stuff when you. Yeah. I hate playing with randoms because you they, they are you're always like self-conscious about what you're doing and like they're they're gonna yell at you and tell you even though you're all the same rank you're Mm. forced to be as good as everybody around you yeah stupid anyway uh next space world gamecube prototype found is there a rom can i play it
0: uh so i'll just try to summarize this article because it's pretty long uh oh here you go the GameCube had not been uh, yet released by August 2021, Nintendo Space World, so it was further promoted at this event. Uh, there, were, there were apparently a couple of different GameCube consoles on display. Uh, one was a pink model that never saw public release. Oh, and, the
1: actual GameCube. Yeah. Okay. So uh, to I, summarize, I saw this. I did see this.
0: Yeah. Uh, f- so some someone bought one of the GameCubes that was used at Nintendo, used to have this its own little uh, event called Space World. And when they revealed the GameCube, they had GameCube models there. And somebody actually bought one of those prototypes. The GameCube system itself is just a shell. What's actually oh. playing the games is a dev kit that's hidden under the table connected to the shell. Oh, I
1: remember I saw a clip of like these models that were yeah. holding the prototype GameCube and like waving it around. And there's like an LED in it. And shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't find that now. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I just think, it, you know, it's something that people forgot about. But, you know, GameCube's in a in hot streak right now because two of the best reviewed games this year are GameCube <laughs> games with Metroid Prime and Resident Evil 4. There was uh, another
1: picture that I saw that showed the controller on the GameCube Pro. Yeah,
0: it was weird. Like, it looks like the GameCube controller, but, like, if it was wrong. Yeah, the D pad is the
1: start button. Yeah. The, uh, there's. This is like kind of it. Um, the top left one, the start button is where the D pad yeah. was supposed to be. Oh, and I didn't even realize the.
0: Uh, yeah, that's what always freaked me out
1: on all of them. The face yeah. buttons are weird. The mm-hmm. B button is not a circle, like a red circle. It's a. Yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, that kind of makes more sense the, yeah. the the layout that they have here than than what we currently have. <laughs> so yeah, uh, very cool. Yes. Very cool to see the video game history getting uncovered like that. Yes. Uh, next we have... Oh, this is the last one. Niantic refutes bl- blames. Tell me what's happening.
0: Uh, Niantic refutes claims that Pokemon Go's revenue has slumped uh, to a five-year low. Uh, Niantic has refuted claims that, a- that April saw the game accrue its worst monthly revenue in uh, five years. As fans process changes to the game's raid system, we generally don't comment on third-party estimates of our revenue. As they are often incorrect, which uh, is the case here, said an ad's exposed person in an email to Eurogamer. Our revenue so far in 2023 is up on last year. That response refutes the recent report from mobilegamer.biz, which claims that Pokemon Go's revenue has slumped from 42 million in March down to just 34 million in April, representing the app's lowest monthly revenue since February 2018. Uh, In a month? Yeah.
1: Wait, 34 million in a month?
0: Yeah. What are they worried about? (laughs) I don't know. They apparently they were so offended by that they just had. They have they have one game.
1: Yeah. Like like you can't operate on thirty four million.
0: Yeah. That's low. I guess. I mean, holy shit. I mean, thirty four like thirty four from forty two. That's a pretty big dip. Yeah, but
1: whatever. (laughs) You. I'm sorry. You can recover. You'll be fine. Unless you spent all the forty million from last month, yeah. Jesus.
0: <laughs> News of the alleged decline, Niantic's rebuttal uh, comes as Pokemon Go fans rail against the changes made to the app's raid system. Previously, the social distancing and lockdown procedures brought in to combat the COVID nineteen pandemic pushed Niantic to create remote play features for its game that allow players to attend raids from the safety of their home. The feature was a boon in many uh, a boon to many communities who lived in remote areas or had disabilities that prevented easy travel. However, Niantic announced that from April 6th, it was hiking its remote raid uh, pass prices, at, uh, putting a cap on the number of in-game uh, in-game events that players could attend each day. So, yeah, I guess people aren't liking the way Pokemon goes, man. So, I would understand how much, boy, they would lose so much money.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I used to play it all the time, and I fell out of it pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, there's just no reason for me to, I opened it up. A couple of months ago and there's it, it's just there's no there's i'm afraid there to me. open that app up
0: because i know i will
1: not recognize it uh no it's pretty much it's i mean when i opened it it was pretty normal yeah. uh, i was expecting a lot of things to pop up at me yeah and it really wasn't too bad okay um nice jacket bob dex is it a jacket it's like a it's like it's a flannel like,
0: yeah it's like a shirt it's like a shirt
1: uh anyway uh yeah i know they have other games Ingress doesn't really count because that's the pre Pokemon yeah. Go. That I play, I played Ingress before Pokemon yeah. Go. I used to drive around, you know, to all the. It was it was basically exactly like Pokemon Go. You drive around yeah. to all these different nodes and like sp- you basically spin in the PokeStop right. and stuff. Um, and that was fun. Yeah. Uh, but then that turned into Pokemon Go, and I was like, oh yeah, all these places are the same as the ones that yeah. were in Ingress. All right, it's all the news. All right, but now, so now it's we time do. to do this. Of the week. Of the week. Of the week. And this is a reply to my tweet. Oh no, it's not a reply to my tweet. This is a rabbit hole. Yeah. I tweeted the tier, li- the Zelda tier list that we made on the Nintendo podcast, right. and by we, I mean me. I'm the only one who had anything to do with this tier <laughs> list. What do you think about the tier list?
0: uh, I am abstaining from my thoughts. All right. Tier so <laughs> anyway,
1: uh E quote tweeted it right, and said, Bob is a terrible human. Which is true. And then somebody responded, this is tree for threes, George J14, and said, it's like a meme. <laughs> yeah. Most people rejected his message. They hated Jesus because he told them the truth. <laughs> and it's a picture of the that Zelda is team. That is funny. That is funny. pretty funny. That's a pretty good one uh all right we're gonna talk to you guys
0: yes right now in the chat uh starting off you. people who left comments on last week's Wolf wolfden podcast over on the youtube channel youtube.com slash wolfden podcast yeah i said we had an unboxing do we still do oh yeah shit let me do that okay
1: uh this is this is a quick one though okay uh, uh, it's right there it's right here this is uh let's see uh i, I have no idea what this is this Oops. is just a random thing that was sent okay. to us uh, it had a note on it. It's, is this two notes? It says, hello, I'm a DFW-based artist at Dallas Fort Worth. Yes. Uh, and I wanted to send you some pieces I've made. I mostly draw Pokemon characters, and I made most of them while watching your YouTube videos. I love having them on in the background as if I'm on uh, FaceTime with a friend. Oh. Uh, Please keep doing what you do, and I hope you like my drawings. They're all prints of scans of my hand-drawn art. Uh, Check out my Insta at Rima.Abbas. R-E-E-M-A dot A-B-B-A-S. I mostly sell these prints at some local game stores, but I'm hoping to have enough interest to have a booth at a Comic-Con one day. For now, I take custom orders on Instagram. Uh, So check them out. I'm gonna just rip this open. Hopefully, I don't rip the artwork. Oh, that's cute! They look like, uh, like lithographs. Oh, look at that. These are good. They're very good. They're very cute. Oh, there's a lot. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there's a lot in here. jeez. Oh, oh, they are kind of like lithographs. Oh my god, cute. Uh, and these are the prints. Oh, whoa. That's sick.
0: Wow. Wow. Ooh. 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 That's cool. Now, you must be careful because those are the exact size and shape as coasters. I was going to say, <laughs> I almost said
1: I could use these as coasters. Yeah. And I was like, no, that's probably a bad idea. These are some pieces from my Octopus Desert Thief series. <laughs>
0: Ooh. Ooh. oh these are color. Uh, these don't look like
1: prints are these prints yeah these are prints
0: cute very cool
1: wow thank you very cool check them out check them out on instagram here's here's all the info here it is yeah you can't see this it's probably too tiny for you but i tried all right now we're in the chat
0: yes uh, uh where got, are we
1: we got zay uh who says hey bob just did some illicit activities uh oh. To a base 3DS. I got in decent condition for $116. That's a very good deal. Yeah. Uh I got a few games on there using nefarious tactics, but other than games, is there anything I should be doing to future proof it? Is there any updates I should be aware of, or is it just a decent emulating machine for a casual guy to pick up and play every once in a while?
0: It's definitely a decent emulation machine.
1: I don't think there's anything you need to do if you're doing if if you're playing the games on it that's as much as you can do that there you can uh put emulators on there but uh it's best used as just a machine to play ds and 3ds games and yeah that's basically it uh i will say though i will recommend looking into putting a vpn on your router Mm. because if you're using H Shop on your 3ds um I think that leaves you open to uh, get a letter from your ISP in the mail right. saying, hey, stop downloading all of this mm. nefarious stuff. Uh, so just be careful with that. See if there's a way to put a VPN on your router. Um, anyway, Justin Pritchf- Pr- Pritchard says, I've been playing Jedi Survivor on PC Ace." asus g14 2022 with zero issues and it runs fine i think some of the stuff about it being broken on pc is overblown
0: i heard bad things about the ps5 version yeah that was also getting some flack but apparently the issues have not been as bad as the pc version i you know part of me wants to agree with justin because every time i hear about like games being buggy and like broken i more often than not it does seem to be overblown yeah like you get some frame rate stutter and all of a sudden like ah, oh, this is an abomination shouldn't have been relation to state um i am inclined to think that jedi survivor might be a little bit worse for wear just because digital foundry went out of their way to like make a very detailed video about it
1: yeah i i agree i i think that uh there's like a small problem like the fact that it runs at not 60 frames yeah uh people take that Even people who wouldn't even notice the difference, they take that and they run with it. Right. They're like, this is the big problem Mm -hmm. with the game. Uh, I will say that on PC specifically, the problem is with higher end cards. Right. Uh, And that's a problem with a couple of uh, new AAA games. Yeah. Uh, It looks like you have a very nice Asus laptop, which might be better off playing jedi survivor yeah. you might you might be better off than somebody who has yeah like a brand new 40 series player. honestly this is the asus laptop that has the uh, screen on
0: it look at this little, oh with on yeah, the yeah, animation it's cute yeah.
1: i like it anyway uh next up we have caleb fox who says maybe y'all will talk about this in the next episode but what are your thoughts about rogue squadron being free on prime gaming X? what use me what I bought that game for $40 like, right <laughs> when it came out and never touched it. Uh, on PC? On PC. No, no, on uh, on Xbox. On Xbox
0: One. Rogue Squadron?
1: I'm thinking of the new Rogue. What's the new one? The new... Oh, Squadron. Squadron. Star Squadrons, Wars Squadron. yes.
0: Was not a fan of that game. Did not really like that game all that much. Rogue Squadron? No, Rogue Squadron. No, no, I
1: know, but now I'm changing the subject back to
0: Rogue Squadron. Yes, the N64 game, which also oh my got God. a PC it, release. Yeah. It is.
1: Oh, it did get a PC release? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That yeah. makes more sense. It is in
0: Prime Gaming. Which, if it got a PC release, then why hasn't it been released on Modern Systems yet? Because, like, Aspire released all the other games. Yeah. So who... It's called Rogue Squadron 3D. That was the PC release, yeah. So is
1: it was it revamped at all? It just had, to had, have it been. Just
0: had better graph like better better graphics. <laughs> yeah, but who did that? Uh LucasArts. Oh. So it's yeah. just it's just the same version. It's the same, since... it's the same game. It just had a because this is widescreen. Yeah.
1: Rogue Squadron. Oh, this is the first N64 one. Never yeah. mind. The one for the GameCube notoriously emulates horribly. Does it? Yeah, it's it's you can't you basically can't play it in any GameCube emulator. Really? Yeah, it, wow. it's it's very bad. Yeah. Um. This is insane that you could yeah. just that that you could just I didn't even know this was available at all on PC. Yeah. Uh. So if you have Amazon Prime, link it to your Twitch account. Yeah. Not only can you give us a subscription for free. Thank you very much for supporting the channel.
0: But you can play, but Rogue you can play Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Yeah,
1: that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and that's the value. Prime gaming, baby. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, we have Bat Mabel, who says, "Please be careful when saying things like reviewers have close relationship with devs and don't criticize the games as much because of it." That's literally what got us GamerGate in the first place. There's no proof or even reason to believe something like that is true. I ag- I agree. Yes. But I think that. The whole Gamergate thing was just like there is something to talk about there because it does exist. The, the, the
0: journalists having relationships with reviewers. It's a thing that happens. Right. But at the same time, you do need to be careful because people can take that nugget yeah. and run with it to push their own toxic, uh, misogynistic, that, bigoted But who's agenda. the problem? Who's the problem there? Is but, it me
1: for bringing up the fact that there are some reviewers out there who have too close of a relationship with Debs? No, or is it the weird, wacko, bigoted people who turn it somehow into a misogynistic thing? I mean, because that, that's what Gamergate was about. It's
0: them, <laughs> but it's it just sucks that we still live in a world where we have to like be careful about that. You know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I. I that. That's what I. That's what I think they're getting at. Mm-hmm. You know. I understand that, but
1: but uh, these are just the realities of the world. There's you gotta point your guns at the people who deserve it, you know? Right? Like there there's there there's there's people at fault in, in yeah. situations <laughs> like this. Anyway, Mika Bryant says, "How do you not realize nobody cares about the Actisoft debacle anymore?" It's so boring after all this time. I can't care anymore. Please drop it. We care about it. Yeah. It's very interesting to us because of how big of a deal it is in, yeah. in the video game world and in, in the future of video games. Uh, this is going to be looked back on in 10 years as like a milestone moment in gaming. Absolutely. So that's why we're so interested in it. Yeah. And we're going to talk about whatever we're interested in. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are big news that we just do don't care about that we don't talk about
0: and there are a lot of things that are small news that we care way too much about yeah
1: anyway we're in the chat now Mm -hmm. how you guys doing bob do you ever consider looking at using a surface duo one as a ds slash 3ds emulator it has a snapdragon 855 and people have used stuff like the kishi with it really or just standalone with digital controllers and it looks pretty interesting surface duo one
0: uh, Resident Evil Two is free on Amazon Luna right now. Does that mean I can play it? It says included in Prime. I was looking for Rogue Squadron and then I went down a rabbit hole. Oh my god, it's four fifty for a Surface Duo. That's kind of crazy, huh? How the
1: hell do you put that in a Kishi? <laughs> Does anyone know if the Surface Duo fits with Razer Kishi? Oh, here's a guy has it on Etsy. Oh yeah, you just three D print a thing. Okay, that makes sense. That's crazy. He's playing freaking Princess Peach on it. Nice. That's really cool. Maybe there maybe there is something there for that. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't want to keep buying fucking. I have so many, you know, Android
0: devices. Yeah.
1: And computers just laying around. <laughs> uh, f- Bob, my only problem with the Zelda tier list was Wood and everyone trying to influence you and being wrong about stuff. <laughs> oh, about about you and being wrong? Oh, about me being wrong about stuff. I also saw Wood had to do a tier list of his own. Will you do the same when you guys eventually do a Mario tier list on Nintendo? I don't think we will ever do a Mario tier list mm-hmm. because... I don't think Wood understood the assignment, <laughs> or I don't think he will do the same thing that I did with Nintendo with, with Zelda. I think okay. that Wood will um, try to incorporate the impact that the, that the games had, right more than his own personal feelings got it i used strictly just my own personal feelings because i thought that'd be more fun and interesting Mm -hmm. and and it's funny to to shit on things that people like and (laughs) and and praise things that people don't like it's fun it's interesting there's nothing interesting about being like you know these are widely considered the best games so here's a list of them like you anybody could do that Mm -hmm. anyway Bob, will you be streaming the next Nintendo Direct? Uh, is it the Zelda thing? Because no, I don't. Uh, I don't
0: really. I saw like there's going to be a PlayStation sh- showcase soon, and I saw a rumor going around like that Sony was going to announce a whole bunch of Konami exclusives, including like a Middle Year Solid remake and like a couple other things. We should have talked about that. I I... I I almost put it in the keep, but I didn't see anything like all of it was just basically like hearsay and the only websites that were reporting on it were like you know those kind of websites that like Yeah, I saw a tweet about it. I saw a tweet about yeah, it. So but I didn't th- want I, I didn't want to put it in there.
1: I want that so bad. I know uh the Konami man says MGS3 remake. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Uh I still think it's an MGS1 remake. I still think that makes I mean, way more sense. That would, that sense would make the most sense, yeah. Um Surface Duo is $200. Wow. That's kind of crazy that might that might be worth it then if it's two hundred dollars yeah um did i put it in my wish list yeah uh bob your take on twilight princess had me laughing i gave up at the same point for the same reason i'm so (laughs) glad that people understood that yeah that that was a real thing that happened king fergs thanks for the six months i appreciate it what's for dinner factor no joke i had factor for lunch today uh bob have you heard of a 3d laptop being released in the future i wonder if how emulating 3ds software on it would be i haven't heard of any 3d laptop uh i think that the 3d wave is kind of over
0: yeah i don't think anybody's making 3d stuff anymore yeah I, I think that that's the, the VR wave is like even not the VR wave the uh, the metaverse wave is like already out. So yeah, uh,
1: 128 gigabytes instead of 256. Yeah, 128 is more than enough in in a portable emulator. Yeah, are they even making 3D TVs anymore? No, 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 no. Uh, unpopular opinion my favorite metal gear solid is metal gear solid 2 i don't think that's an unpopular opinion
0: yeah a lot of people actually really
1: like that game yeah yeah it's like weirdness at all for a long time it was people's favorites yeah um i have heard i've heard that a lot my favorite was three uh but i i gotta say people don't like five
0: because it got weird and wacky but i kind of like that one the most i think See, I didn't like 5 not because it was weird and wacky. I, just, I didn't like 5 because I felt like the gameplay wasn't meshing with what I thought a Metal Gear Solid game should be, you know? I, I loved the gameplay. Right. It's the story that just like, fell apart. Like, for all intents and purposes, the gameplay is good. Mm-hmm. But I think I, think I reached a point I, I get to in a lot of games where, like, there's a disconnect between, like, what I think should be happening in the game and what the game wants me to do. Okay. And I think I reached that point and I just like I I don't think I can play this anymore.
1: I just got to a point in Metal Gear Solid 5 where I didn't understand what was happening or right. what I was supposed to be doing. I just kind of finished all of the missions and it felt like I was replaying the same missions because I think I was. Yeah. Cuz it didn't feel like the game ended, but I mm-hmm. think it did. So the way that you like unlock more of the story just like didn't make sense. But I absolutely loved the gameplay loop and the and the and the mechanics the right. most i involved. liked it at
0: first but then like after a while like there's was like i something's not clicking with me anymore mm-hmm. so, I, for, for the record i played the entire
1: game as a pacifist i right. I made all of my weapons sleepy time weapons and yeah tried to go that route and i had a lot of fun doing it that way bob do you think the new switch or switch pro will be released this year or next year i think announcement at the end of this year release next year uh, i was watching your video today on how you make uh videos because i was really curious it's really interesting process do you have any new mods coming up on stream or videos coming out soon i always look forward to them um this schedule has gotten really weird um I had to do I I just made a sponsored video on a laptop that is being uh, approved right now so it's done I'm just waiting to release it. Mm-hmm. Um the ROG Ally I just got it today. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh the embargo is up Thursday. Okay. I don't think I have enough time to make a video for that. So that might go up Sunday. The mm-hmm. ROG Ally video. Um, and what else? Oh, I also have the Retroid uh, Flip. That came oh. a few days ago. Uh, but I, I want to get a video on the ROG Ally yeah. first because that's more pertinent.
0: Pertinent? Uh, Kjack says, others have already started sharing that they got the handheld, so you're good. They posted pictures of the box, too.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to post a picture of the box. I will. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I, that's all I could say. Mm-hmm. But uh, you will love all of the content is all <laughs> I'm going to say. Um, please fill the ally with every console emulator. <laughs> I am the the stream was a little rocky when we started because i was it's in the other room downloading everything right now so uh will show us the comics you got from free comic book day
0: you didn't didn't. i i didn't i didn't have a chance (laughs) to go i downloaded um the dawn of dc free comic and the ninja turtles free comic because those were on comiXology um Comicsology has generally not been the best place to go for free comic book day because they don't put everything up. Mm-hmm. They want you to actually go to a comic book store, uh, and it was especially bad this year because this is the first year under the Amazon-designed Comicsology, and oh my god, trying to find those comics was abysmal. Mm-hmm. So go to your look. If you go to your local comic book store, they might still have some left over. They might charge you like a dollar for it now, but just go check to see. Um are you allowed to speak about your first impressions right
1: now on the ROG Ally? Uh I'm allowed to talk about my first impressions from the event that I went to. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. And now that I know the price is confirmed, 699 for the more expensive one. Okay. As a confirmed price. Okay. Uh that's a fucking great price. Yeah. So that got me way more excited for it. Right. Me. That's what I can say. Uh in my experience with the Steam Deck at least Yuzu and Ryujinx are poop compared to SteamOS really. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I I ha- I'm, I'm going to try it. I'll also say again that Steam on a handheld that's Windows. Yeah. looks exactly like the Steam Deck now. So having Steam makes me feel like I'm just using a Steam Deck. Right. So that is great. Mm-hmm. Where we we like that. Uh, Anything else? Uh, I think that's
0: it. Thanks for hanging out. Everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, the Wolfden Podcast is every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash and If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash podcast. So you can go and check us out over there on demand whenever you want. But if you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do that as well. We're also an audio podcast on... Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or your preferred podcast service of choice. But no matter where you get this show from, folks, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on
1: all those respective platforms. You did that in a, in a different order this time,
0: I noticed. You know what it is? Because it, you, you really just can't go to Anchor anymore because it's now Spotify Podcast. Mm. So, like, trying to remember, like, the order I usually do the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast from, we're there. Apple, Spotify, what have you, we're there um you can say also, alexa play the wolf den podcast and she'll do it oh god
1: i have an alexa that's in there <laughs> i have i will have one upstairs that's hannah's and yeah. then there's one in the other room that isn't connected to a speaker mm-hmm. so that's just gonna play the wolf Den podcast for <laughs> eternity now. nice um banjo x thanks for the subscription and king fergs thanks for the <laughs> six months i appreciate it uh everybody go watch jackson he's streaming uh he lost his job yes which is the best thing that's ever happened to him (laughs) because he needs to be a streamer yeah uh he's been streaming a fuck ton and he's playing a breath of the wild crowd control which means you can go in there and you can donate a little bit of money to kill him (laughs) so go do that you know the dream the dream what podcast is playing i have no idea Maybe it's an ad before the podcast. Maybe. Anyway, thanks for being here, everybody. Uh, go watch Jackson. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.